This is the Epilog Audio Experience. The language and content on this podcast may be unsuitable for certain audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to History Chatter. This time onwards, I'll be talking about small cars. The history of small cars in India. The automobile sector has been a major player in India's economic development. It provides both direct and indirect employment because of its linkages to several other industries. In fact, observers were concerned, particularly in the last two years, that any shrinkage in the automobile sector would blow into a slowdown in India's growth story. It is useful in that context to understand how the automobile industry historically evolved in India. Historically, domestic demand has predominantly driven the growth of the Indian automobile industry. The Indian automobile industry has grown from being entirely dependent on imports in the late 19th century to becoming competitive and developing independent manufacturing capacity since the liberalization, especially during the last 30 years. But the first motor car was imported in India in 1898. And in 1928, General Motors India began to assemble trucks and cars in Bombay. They were followed by the Ford Motor Company in 1930, which began production in Madras and later in Bombay and Calcutta. Several other such motor companies existed before India achieved independence, such as Hindustan Motors and Premier Automobiles. But they did not exactly manufacture cars in India, not completely at any rate, and we'll come to that shortly. After independence, the Tariff Commission in 1953 asked firms that did not have a phased manufacturing program to withdraw from the Indian market. Later, an automobile policy was drafted after 1965, which left only seven automobile manufacturing firms in India. Let's stop there for a moment and take a look at 1935 and get into a different story, a story that did not quite take off. In 1935, M. Vishwesharaya's proposal to establish an automobile industry in India was rejected by the then central government, the British government on account of the war, the Second World War. This is the story I want to talk about today. However, the National Planning Committee of 1938, which was set up by the Indian National Congress, appreciated, and I quote, the real long-range importance of this new means of transportation and its place in India's planned economy, unquote and emphasized the importance of setting up, quote, 
an organized automobile industry in the country, unquote. Later, the war needs also established the utility of having a domestic automobile industry. In line with this thinking, the government of India put together a panel on automobiles and tractors in 1945. That panel submitted its report in 1947. It recommended liberal incentives for national concerns, which would undertake manufacture of automobiles in India. Unfortunately, no specific action appears to have been taken on those recommendations. The government of independent India was certainly keen to foster growth of the domestic industry. Customs duty on certain components was raised. Import of complete vehicles was banned. And local manufacture was encouraged. But really, it was in the interwar period that the foundations of the Indian industry, automobile industry, had been laid. Hindustan Motors was set up in 1942 under the management of Birla Brothers. And Premier Automobiles was set up in 1944. Now, the progress of these two companies was slow in the initial stages due to the intense competition from both old and new producers who were essentially assemblers. But today, I wish to talk about a project, as I said, that did not take off. This is the proposal of Sir M. Visveshwaraya in 1935. Visveshwaraya visited Europe and America in 1935 and brought an automobile industry project to India. Let me quote him. I visited all principal automobile factories both in Europe and America and on return to India published a scheme in 1936 for establishing the automobile industry in this country." Unquote. Valchand Hirachand, the famous industrialist from Bombay, was ready to bankroll the project. He had even persuaded the Congress government in Bombay at the time to send the then Director of Industries, Mr. P. B. Advani, to visit America with Hirachan as his technical advisor. Now, this trip would eventually result into something else. It would result into the establishment of uh, Hindustan Aeronautics Limited in Bangalore. Now, it's not very well known that Walchand, Hirachand and company were the initial managing agents for the company which later came to be known as HAL. The government of India later took it over. Now, let's come back to the question of automobile proposal. The government of Mysore was quite willing to assist uh, Visveshwaraya and his proposal. An attempt was made to start the industry in Bangalore. Sir Mirza Ismail, who was then the Diwan of Mysore, was himself quite enthusiastic. In fact, he republished Visveshwaraya's report and was prepared, well nigh prepared to start the industry in the state. The Chrysler Corporation of America was ready to come on board as well. Chrysler was ready to help in the construction and afford all other necessary facilities. 
While preparations were in progress, the government of India asked the resident of Mysore to persuade uh, the king of Mysore, the Maharaja, not to agree to the proposal. The idea, therefore, had to be abandoned. Visveshwara had been dreaming for the last 30 years to establish automobile industry in India. I do not really have much detail about his experience of his visit, uh, Europe and America visit in 1908. But he went back again in 1919. This time, he had been carrying a special letter of introduction from the government of India. Let me quote him again. And he says, I was received with courtesy by manufacturers and government officers, both in Canada and the United States of America. Unquote. Soon after, he went to London and wrote a book called Reconstructing India. This was 1920. Now, there's a chapter on industry in that book, Reconstructing India. But that chapter focuses exclusively on policy issues. It has long discussions, for instance, on customs or the need for the publication of authentic statistics. No particular sector of industry was taken up for any special attention. So we really don't know a great deal of detail as yet on his experience of visiting Detroit and other centers of automobile industry in Europe and America. But he went again. He went to Europe and America once again in 1926. But this time his purpose was to study the operation of iron and steel industries. The next time, the fifth time, that is, he went out of India, was 1935. This time it was to study the designs and walking details of the automobile industry. That was indeed his exclusive purpose this time. He spent about six months each in Europe and America studying the manufacture of automobiles in the leading factories. This time, um, initially, he visited the English factories in Coventry, in Oxford, Birmingham, Derby, and other places. He had a meeting with Lord Austin in Birmingham. Now, Austin was kind enough to get estimates prepared for an establishment of automobile industry in Bombay. Austin appears to be a very selfless industrialist, in fact. He advised Visveshwaraya that for Indian conditions, an American medium-sized car was the ideal type. Only if, and I quote, only if I wanted a small car, only if we wanted a small car, unquote, would Austin recommend his own brand. Now, Visveshwaraya then went to the continent to study the automobile industry in Italy, in Germany, and France. Meanwhile, he stayed one month at a watering station, I explains near Turin. But the reason he went to Turin was obviously to visit the famous Fiat factory. And he noticed a peculiar structural feature of the Fiat factory in Turin. Let's hear it in his own words. And I quote, I also visited the factory at Turin where the Fiat car was being manufactured. 
One peculiar feature of the Fiat car factory was that it was located in a building several stories high. And the material was carried from the ground to the top on trucks up a rising spiral tramway. The operations of the factory were carried out on both sides um, of the spiral. He eventually proceeded to America, which was then, of course, the leader in the automobile sector in the world. He saw that he was not alone. Other countries, too, had sent experts to study the industry and return with plans to replicate it in their countries. In New York, he met a Russian engineer. His mission, the mission of that Russian engineer, was to collect information for the establishment of automobile industry in Russia. And I quote, I quote Vishwasharaya again. He told me that there were 40 Russian engineers with him in the United States, unquote. They were there to collect technical and other information with a view to manufacture in Russia a complete automobile on the American model. In Detroit, Visveshwaraya visited Charles Sorensen, who was then the famous general manager of the Ford factory, and also W.S. Knudsen and Kittridge. The latter two were experts who controlled the General Motor Corporation in Detroit. He spent about a month in Detroit investigating how best a factory could be started in India. Estimates were prepared and they were checked by the heads of automobile establishments in several other places in America, mostly in Detroit and New York. For a long time, the government of India would not allow the industry to be started. But when they did, finally, there was no unity or cooperation among the Bombay businessmen. But I'll come to that a little later. Earlier, the report and the project which Visveshwaraya had brought from America were printed twice in India. As a result of this report and his personal initiative, let us remember, the Congress government of Bombay had offered certain concessions to Mr. Walchand Hirachit and his associates to establish an automobile plant in the province of Bombay. The Bombay government also released the then Director of Industries, Mr. P.B. Advani, on special duty to assist Mr. Hirachand in technical investigations and to negotiate an agreement, if possible, with British or American manufacturers of automobiles for collaborations towards a plant in Bombay. So both of them went, Advani and uh, Hirachand, to Detroit and made personal contacts with Henry Ford himself and Mr. Sorensen, his general manager. They spent some weeks with the engineers of the Ford plant and explored the technical and economic aspects of an economic uh, of an automobile plant for India. After this investigation, when the Ford organization was satisfied, that the scheme was technically and economically viable, Hirachand and Advani wrote to the government of Bombay and to Visveshwaraya 
the original scheme appeared to be feasible. Advani even negotiated an agreement with the Ford company, which agreed to provide for technical assistance to the Indian organization once it was ready to start. Later, it turned out that the Ford company had already signed off the exclusive right of sale and manufacture in the British Commonwealth to Canadian Ford Motor Company. In other words, it did not have any right to enter into a new contract with an Indian partner. But the Canadian Ford Company was not ready for collaboration without a 51% majority partnership. So, Advani then contacted Chrysler Corporation, also of Detroit. They too were satisfied from the technical and economic points of view that setting up an automobile plant in Bombay was a practical proposition. An agreement was negotiated. They were to provide the technical data and know-how for the proposed Indian factory. Walchand Hirachand confirmed the understanding. And it is under that agreement that Premier Automobile Company has been established in Bombay. I'll come to more details about Premier, about Hindustan Automobiles, about the policy of the early independent Indian government, a number of tariff restrictions, a number of recommendations by several expert committees on automobiles in the 1950s and early 1960s, and to the 1965 automobile policy. But that's in the next episode of History Chatter. We've just started a new series on the history of small cars in India. I need you to come back next week. Let's talk about small cars for a few more episodes. Thank you very much. This is Anirban signing off.